that so some people we don't need to talk about Tucker Carlson <laughs> are like, oh, they were intimidated into coming yes. up with this verdict. No, I'm sorry. If you listen to all the evidence, there was really only one way yep. you could do this. Yep. But if the pressure isn't there, it wouldn't have happened. Yep. Um, and so I think that needs to be recognized. Yeah. And I need to remind myself that too, because sometimes I'm like, okay, just uh, oh, can we just have a week where we're not right? Yeah. No, no, we have to like if the if your feet aren't all of this is uncomfortable. Yeah, and it should be. And but like so if if the pressure isn't there, the the thing that we will all do because we're humanists find the fastest way out of the uncomfortable oh, retreat. Yeah. Welcome, everyone. This is Mike and Tammy back for another round of Flyover Logic. I'm Mike, a former teacher turned business owner, lifelong conservative, and a bit of a political hot dish. And I'm Tammy, a sociology instructor whose studies and life experience has firmly planted me in the liberal camp. Each episode, we'll give you a brief take on what's got us thinking, what the heck? We'll take a deeper dive into one big topic, and we'll end with sharing something happy, leaving you all with some Minnesota nice. Sometimes you need a bird's eye view to make sense of the world, and sometimes you need to land the plane and take a look around. We hope to do both and help each other learn something along the way. Eating him alive. Democrats are eating him alive. I can do that. That's fine. <laughs> great. We can do that. Great. This would be great. Okay. All right. Here we go. Do you? Yeah. Not some laughing. No, not really. Okay. Well, we're back. We're back. Um, so we're going to have another episode where... We've talked about this a couple of times. Yeah. So I, yeah. Was, I was thinking, and I haven't gone back to listen to it, but way back in June of last year, mm-hmm. I think it was June, when, or when was George Floyd's murder? He, he was killed was the May? end of May. Yeah. End of May. So mm-hmm. it was end of May. Because it, it was that day. Mm-hmm. I believe it was that day we were recording, and we just scrapped what we were going to do and yep. just talked about yeah. this. And and I believe we, the title on that one was, uh, It's Not Enough, But It's a Start. Yeah. And for me... That was a big uh, moment. I mean, I don't think I've been pa- totally passive in whole like racial justice or sure, like, yeah things, but I would definitely was not putting in the amount of effort that I put in, in the last year. Yeah. Um, yep. Anyway, so that was a that, and then so now we're going to talk about it again because we were coming up. We, we were. I don't know why I'm laughing. No. Nope. No, it's not. It's, we were. We met. Yesterday, That's what we and do. Apparently, we were gonna trying to figure like because we usually have this scheduled out actually weeks at a time. Yeah, and and we did not expect to hear the verdict for the for the uh, Derek Chauvin Chauvin. I can't ever say Chauvin. That, so. Yeah, Chauvin case so quickly. Right. So now we're gonna talk about that because yeah, that's happened. Yeah, and we can't really not talk about it. Not really. Yeah, and if we brought we it up should, as a headline, we, it would take a whole episode. Yes. And we should and talk we about it. We shouldn't yeah. not talk right. about it. Exactly. Uh, everybody is talking about it, so that's what our show's gonna be on today. But. Do we, are so we going to do what the heck? Now we just went right into that. <laughs> just went right into it. Um, yeah. Well, so. Yeah, you should because yours is connected. My what the heck. Yeah. As we were listening to the verdict, um, another black child was shot and killed by police. Um, this was in Columbus, Ohio. Um, so as Mike always warns me, like, <laughs> well, wait no, a minute. No, yeah, breathe. More details. Like, let's let's learn not that. The details that come out like 
are going to justify no, no, anything, just but like you need to hear it. No, like don't jump yeah. to conclusions kind of a thing. But so it's very fresh and details are definitely still coming out about this. Um, literally just happened yesterday, but either way, this is my giant. What the heck? Um, apparently this girl, she was 16. She had called police to help. There was a fight and based on, um, the video that was released, which reports are saying that that was edited video. So I'm not really sure how to take that. Cause that's the only video I've seen of this. It's just, it's questionable. There's so many details that like, what the heck? But, right. but my thing is like, we need, we need to figure this out so that our first response is not to shoot, you know, like when you're coming up on a group of teenage girls, um, there were three girls in this specific video clip sure. who yep. knows, you know, if others were there or whatever, but just that, that can't be our, let's deescalate the situation. Like, let's figure this out. Let's do this better. Um, and so we just, we've talked about policing and we've talked about that whole call for, you know, defund the police and all Abolish that. Abolish the police. Yes. Yep. We've talked about that before, but I think just we have to figure out public safety versus the way that we currently do policing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, the timing of this, not that there's ever a good time for a person to be killed. Um, whatever, but the timing of this, I think just made that so much more jarring. Um, so yeah, yeah. what the heck let's, uh. let's do better. And, and I think that is what I loved from so many of the responses to the Derek Chauvin trial and verdict. Um, was that this is accountability for this case. This yeah. is not justice. Justice, obviously, he would be still alive, whatever. And also, like, justice means equality or equity going forward. So, like, this is step one. Now let's do the work, right? Yeah. Like, I yeah. really loved that messaging. Anyway, so. Yeah. And and I and I wrote, for my what the heck, I can't even. Yeah. So There was no more. I, try, I mean, I tried, but it's. It's not no because the, these are the this is the giant what the heck and like so you were gone so you were on vacation and uh-huh. all, all quote unquote all this went down so like yeah I was trying really hard to not text <laughs> you because first like a week ago a week and a half ago we had uh, Dante Dante Wright Dante mm-hmm. Wright in yep. in Brooklyn Center in Minnesota yeah right outside of Minneapolis yeah is shot and killed yep by police yep. Um, we can talk about we can talk about that one because that one it's on my list for yeah yeah it's on the list yep. so we had that and we had the case the the Chauvin case going on Chauvin yep Chauvin I can't whatever yeah yep. I don't care I actually don't care no. if I get his name right yes there you go so, hey the guy Derek <laughs> yeah um, yes anyway so we had that and then we had Minnesota like State Patrol police yes like. Minneapolis, St. Paul, National basically Guard. being in kind of a quasi lockdown, not like the whole city, but like specific places. Yeah. Um, you have all that going on. And then, and then Dante Wright is, is murdered, mm-hmm. but I'm going to, I'm going to say he's killed. I'm going to say, yes, I, I will say he was killed. Yes. Um, and then we have this and then you have the one that you just brought up in, in Ohio and then also a, a couple of days before, like a couple of days after Dante, you had the boy in Chicago, me, Adam Toledo in yeah. Chicago. Where and then like, like footage was released of this. He's a 13 year old yeah. kid. And that one, that one again is again, like, like, I have it in my notes. Well, I, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway so, so like, many, this what is the all the things going yes. on and it's yep. just like, yep. can you just Yep. Give it a minute. Yep. I um so like halfway through our vacation saw a headline that was like the
the picture was the trial, but then the the banner, you know, going across the bottom was about Dante Wright. I'm like, are you are you kidding me, right. Minnesota? Like, whatever. And then I'm like, okay, turn it off. Anyway, so yes, yeah. it was all of this. So anyway, we're gonna so let's we're gonna, start. We're gonna yeah. talk about that. Okay, we're gonna talk so, about all of that. All of that. <laughs> all of that. In one episode. Um, I, <laughs> well, again, there you go. No, yeah. Um, so. Derek Chauvin was the first of the group of officers to have his trial for charges related to the death of George Floyd. So there's four officers total that are being tried. Yep. Um, he was the first and he had the most serious charges put against him. So he was um, being tried for second degree unintentional murder, which I thought that was interesting. I didn't realize like second degree murder could be secondary intentional or unintentional I, I anyway that was interesting layers. no third degree murder and manslaughter and on tuesday after only 10 hours of deliberating um the jury reached its verdict and i feel like it was a collective like sigh like the whole world was holding our breath it just it was such a weird moment and it was weird i'm a white woman and so i can't imagine what yeah. people of color were feeling at that time but anyway they convicted him they found him guilty on all three charges um and I think both of us kind of said, I think you said, I'm stunned. Yeah, um, I, was and I was totally like, stunned. Just totally floored. I was not expecting it. Um, and I think that's kind of the message that so many were saying. And like, even though we know that this should have happened, this is the right response, just weren't expecting it. And mm -hmm. also, would this have happened if there wouldn't have been video? <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Um, it was just, it was, I'm, I'm glad but yet you can't really celebrate, right? Like it's a weird. It is. I, I'm glad that you said that because yeah. I was having, if I'm completely honest, I had really weird mixed emotions yeah. where I'm like, because, and I think maybe some of it just comes from like trying to be like, I wasn't there. I wasn't part of the jury. I, you know, so like it, but from everything I can, I can glean from yeah. my perspective as a white dude in rural Minnesota. Yeah. Um, this was the right call. Yep. But it also didn't feel, at least to me, it wasn't like, I would just felt, it just, I was, it was weird. Yeah. It was just. It really was. Weird. Yeah. Um, But also like relief. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway. Yeah. And I think also we had both talked about a little bit of like a, maybe you didn't use the word, but I think I said like, I'm anxious to see the response. If, oh, absolutely. If the verdict is not guilty, Um, I think tensions and like still high again like we've said there's been more people killed since mm -hmm. but um i think the tension um around this across the country has been um really high watching this trial play out um so i just i was i was a little bit afraid of what that would look like if this didn't happen so this was a relief um i, I was actually i mean i also if i'm completely honest i was worried what the reaction would be like even if they convicted him um, because it's would not be unprecedented for a situation like this where like, even though you get a happy verdict where like there's essentially rioting again sure. anyway. Yeah. Um, it's happened before in other, in other, um, court cases. It happens when oh, like the sports Super Bowl. teams yeah, yeah. win things. I mean yeah. like, but like in my mind, mm -hmm. I'm like the last thing we need is yep. to have this be, you know, uh, a conviction yep. and then rioting anyway. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. So yep. I was, I think there was a little, there was definitely, cause I was, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I was scrolling yep. that night and yep. luckily the only things I found were barbecues and like 
sing-alongs. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. praise okay. Jesus. Yep. Like this is exactly. Anyway. This is how we should be doing so, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, one more thing that I, or at least one more thing, I don't know. I just have one more thing specific to this trial that I thought was really interesting and should be mentioned. Um, I was listening to NPR and they were interviewing um, a couple of different people, but a caller called in who was a criminal defense attorney in Minnesota. So like very familiar with the code for sentencing and whatever. Mm, sure. Um, and he just mentioned, you know, like the max sentences are what's kind of being talked about in the media a lot for him. Um, so like one charge is 40 years, the other charge is 25, the other charge is 10. So like per charge, whatever, he could get, you know, 75 years if you were to add them all and they would be served consecutively. Consecutively, right. That's not how it that. works. No. And so, so he was just saying like we're setting people up to be very – disappointed because that's not going to happen. And so we need to be talking about like a little bit more of a realistic situation based on the code in Minnesota. It's his first offense. It's this, you know, right. all the, all the different ways that this yep. works. Um, so he's like, you know, maybe you'll get 12 to 15. Um, but we just need to be setting a little bit more realistic, realistic expectations. expectations. Um, he did mention, and I think the Star Tribune talked about this a little bit too, um, that the state has asked for special considerations because of the nature of the crime. And so sure. the, the judge has some leeway there, you know, to follow their recommendations or not. But just for us to be sitting here saying like, we need the max penalty. We just need to know that that's not how the code in Minnesota works. Right. Um, and so while we might feel that that punishment would fit the crime, whatever, like let's not be shocked or upset when that's not what, ha you know what I mean? Yep. Like, we need yep. to set ourselves, set up, ourselves for, up for, yeah, whether or not we agree with that, that's the code. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you, I did not follow the trial like daily, daily. I basically read the Tribune on Sundays and yep. kind of got it, the gist and yep. then I would catch glimpses of it here and there. Yep. Um, you didn't watch the whole thing. No, I, I, like, I just couldn't even. I couldn't listen to no. NPR, like the constant coverage of it. I just, I couldn't do it. No. Yeah. But the snippets I did yep. hear where I was like. Yeah. Anyway, yep. when it come when it came to the verdict, I'm like, I didn't expect all three. I had yeah. expected, and I think maybe I was just tempering my uh, my expectations yes. a little bit. I was like, they'll, they'll get them on the two, but not on the the murder part yeah. or whatever yep. you know. Um, and so I was, yeah, I was just, and only ten hours. Like that's, mm -hmm. and it and it should be said unanimous. Like yeah. it had to be unanimous. Yep. Like that is huge mm -hmm. like usually not usually oftentimes that's a just like it's a bar too high yeah and like people are talking some of the experts are coming on about like you know so a lot of these will get tried two or three or four times until like because they come, you can't get it it doesn't come back not guilt like not guilty necessarily it's yeah. just like we couldn't find them guilty anyway a unanimous verdict yeah yeah so i mean to have to all those people to come together and do that so quickly, which also means typically it means that there wasn't really that much dissent. Yeah. Um, they all came away from the trial with the same, uh, you know, kind of perspective, if you will. But mm -hmm. anyway, so that was, yeah. And you mentioned, so one of the things I had not a couple, a couple of different things. One I was reminded of recently is that, do you remember way back last summer? Um, they made a, they reached a plea deal with him. He was ready to plead guilty, and they had set up a plea deal. And the act, the attorney general at the time was Bill Barr, and he shut it down. 
Interesting. I, know. I totally don't remember that. I, there's just so much that's it's happened in the last 12 blur- months. Yeah. So that was like one little thing that was like came up like as a thing, sort of like, huh, just think of how it might have played differently. If yeah. Because that, that would be sort of justice, but not really. Like, right. I think ultimately for all the things, this is the best. This is the best, this is the possible, best outcome. Mm-hmm. possible outcome. Um, yeah, that and then um, I had never seen it before, but now recently it has been floating around as the original police report, the incident report. Did yeah. you read that? Yep, I've uh, yep. And because mm-hmm. you mentioned the thing about, so we're just kind of opening this back up again. But like you mentioned the thing about if it wasn't on video, um, because if you read their summary, now granted it's a summary. So like it's not meant to be like it's not an official report. It's just sort of they put these out as like, hey, this incident happened over here. This incident happened over here. But the amount of information that is left out, yeah, the amount of like slant that was available, in, yeah. even and even, I remember when that was released. Oh, I don't. I did um, not remember that when that was released initially, and it was like a huge uproar. Like, wait a minute, right. we have this video, and you're claiming like he was in some distress yeah and you're like none of this was mentioned the, the title on the report is man dies after medical incident during right. police interaction yeah it does not mention that he was cuffed it does not mention yep. he was on the ground it does not no. mention he was being restrained with a yep. neck hold with a knee right none and of that i think so there were there was a real big uproar about that when it was when it was um put out last summer but so much more so now where you see like the um the video next to that or like the court you know findings next to that like how in the world would you like if we're if we're taking so many of these police reports as fact um without you know if we didn't have that video evidence mm-hmm. yeah um anyway the um the, blows bit, my mind. the one bit that I did hear um from the the case which really was good for me, I think, to hear was the prosecution was doing their closing arguments and they were laying out like step by step um, how George Floyd complied. Oh, interesting. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like from the beginning, he's and they and they go through they watched all the video and yeah. the cameras and, and the body cams and everything. And it was, you know, basically, you know, asking him, you know, all the things, asking him what his name is. Yep. Um, asking for his information, asking him to get out of the car, asking him like And, and he provided all and basically he complies all the way up to when they're about to put him in the back of the squad car. And even during that time when he's now now he's he's cuffed. Yeah. Um, and he's struggling with them because he's claustrophobic or whatever, and yeah. he's verbalizing his issues. And then you can also hear, I mean, I never watched all of these things, but you no. can hear him. He's he's like talking himself, like trying to get himself worked up to be able to go into this back wow. of the squad car. Mm-hmm. And he's even doing things, all right, I'm going to count to three. Like he's saying it to himself. He's trying to coach himself, sure. And how wow. many times he complied and then even when he was restrained, then it led to him on the ground being held with a knee on his neck. And for me, it really hammered home like this because I think that's one of the things that we hear about all the time is if you comply, you know, the and phrase is true. if you comply, you don't yeah. die. No. Um, and it's just, it's not always not true, but like clearly that's not a golden ticket. No, and much more so for people of color. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then you, cause you had, I mean, you had, what's his, the, Oh, Adam Toledo. Yeah. So, I mean, that goes to, so if you, if you, did you watch the Adam Toledo video? Yes, I did. Literally complied. Complied. Um, so I don't care what happened up to that point, honestly, right. but you can watch that like a little bit of a chase. There's something in his hand. It's dropped. Hands go up. He gets shot. Yeah. Um, and it was a kill shot. Here's, here's. Here's my other beef. Like that's the way you, I, know, I know, I know, but you that's my beef. Yeah. Stop doing that. Um, but but that there you go. Like he complied. His he stopped. His hands were in the air. I don't I don't care. It, at that point, then it doesn't matter that you had to chase him or that you had whatever. His hands are up. Yeah. He's 13. He's tiny. Like he's not a big guy. Yeah. There there was no threat to you. No. Anyway, no. And no. I don't like being put in a position where we. And I don't think police officers like it either. Or it's and also it's not necessarily helpful. We're like we have to feel like we have to be like looking over their shoulder all the time about like you know yeah. what I mean. Like yeah, I don't like being put in a position where I have to watch these videos and then try to discern you know like what it, right. Like, but clearly yeah. something is not working. Yep. Like it. <sighs> the process is not. Um, not successful right. right now. It's it's broken. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought that this um, this Dante Wright incident was also interesting. So did you watch this video? I did. And Okay. So again, super interesting set of circumstances. Right. And and a couple of questions. So he had called his mom, said, I'm being pulled over. He said something about his air freshener. Like, you know, you're not supposed yeah. to have something Apparently hanging from your window. Apparently it's illegal to have, in, in mirror, Minnesota in Minnesota. To have something hanging from yes, your mirror. Yes, which I'm aware of. And, you know, I have the little parking pass that I need to take. Whatever. Um, the report said that he was pulled over for expired tabs. Police then found that he had a warrant um, for failure to appear on a very minor charge. P.S. Doesn't matter. We have to stop using these freaking, like, excuses okay. to justify it. Hey, wait, wait, whatever. wait, 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 wait. I do, I do feel like on this one. So this one really no, frustrated sorry, me. Sorry, sorry. Here's my point on that. Let me clarify. Sure. Like, this is like people saying, yeah, well, George George Floyd was a bad dude because he was in trouble. For, like, it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're a good dude or a bad dude. Like, sure. that doesn't justify the shooting, right? That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. It does. A, Maybe it does a little a bit. Li- okay. It does a little bit, but what I don't. And I don't know the circumstances of how much information they knew about what the warrant was, but it's not a minor charge. It was for like aggravated assault robbery, like pulling a gun and choking somebody to steal their money. Like that's not a minor thing. It wasn't like they stole bubble gum. There was maybe a different charge. I feel like that was not the charge that I read. Okay. Okay. So that was one of the, but so again, they don't necessarily know that, but right. What, but, Here's and what I, I, here's that doesn't what I, mean he should die. I no, want to make sure I no, no, say no. that Nothing, out loud. That's, that's, and yes. that's my point, is that that doesn't matter. Right. But one officer appears to have it under control. Like, he's got his hands behind his back. The officer has his hands, and the officer is grabbing his handcuffs. And then you see, obviously, the perspective of, of this other person's body cam. You see this person approach. You see her hand, like, get involved. And then there's, like, suddenly chaos, right? Like... The situation was under control is my is my question. Like, they were doing fine. <laughs> and then this, ah. you know what I mean? Well, there were two officers already over there. It looked calm. He wasn't resisting whatever at the time. This other officer then comes in and you see her hand. Um, and then this is the officer that is like a 20-some-year veteran of the force. Been, 29. Yes. And like the leader of um, the, was it she the, their leader of their police union? Something, Something like, like she's that. in a leadership yep. position. Yep. 
She made the claim that she thought she was using her taser and not her gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm whatever. Um, <laughs> there was not a threat, right? And like, he didn't have a weapon. Um, he like he wasn't trying to harm. You know what I mean? And so many of the things that I've read um, since all of this has transpired in the last couple of weeks, which maybe is just more happening more um or maybe i just wasn't paying enough attention before Mm -hmm. to these voices um but like them getting away would would still be better like then you can go get them you know what i mean then go after them in a safer more controlled environment whatever like that's still a better outcome than you having to fire your weapon um and then somebody dying and i just there was no threat i just Whatever. And also, if you've been on the force for 29, like so many demonstrations of here's what a taser looks like. Here's what a gun looks like. They're on different sides. They're on different sizes, whatever. Yeah. So that one was, I think, more complicated. The one, you know, the one thing that was unifying about, generally unifying about George Floyd's death Mm -hmm. is that it was clear. Yeah. And unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And the frustrating thing looking in on the Dante um, right one is that that one's, I think, I think it's grayer. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that he should die. I'm not saying he should deserve to die. Like I watched the videos too and it looked like they were struggling and she's, I mean, I, I don't understand how somebody can make that mistake either grabbing their gun but also, and also she's because not, in the video you can clearly see, like, because it's from her angle. Yeah, you can see. The, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> a Glock that's anyway, right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she's she's not Derek. She's been on the force for twenty nine years. She doesn't have a stack of rap sheets like, like he, he did. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she fired one time, and clearly was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. I think she actually said, "Oh shit." She did. Yeah. On the video. Um, yeah. Not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take it back, but like. No. So that and then so that whole situation in particular, I thought was it was just harder. And so it's not right, but it's it's so maybe I'm maybe I'm just sure I'm like hearing what you're saying is it it seems a little fuzzier, maybe like where you would charging Derek, charging Derek with murder or manslaughter or whatever, like that was kind of a no brainer. A charge in this case might be different. Like, yeah, totally I totally agree with you. And, and I would say, from what I know, from what I know now, yeah, currently, yeah, that Dante Wright's case seems to be an accident. Okay, hold on. Just yeah. Wait. Like, no. Yep. Accidental. Okay. Yep. But that does not mean that it's okay or should not have repercussions. Right. Because, like, if you're somebody who is in this position. Like you can make accidents that doesn't make her a murderer or like out to get black people. Yeah. But you can't just say like, oh, oops. No. If you are given the tools and the authority that police officers have, when you screw up like that, there needs to be repercussions and not like paid leave repercussions. No. Yeah. And I think that that's one thing that actually has. So Minnesota changed a couple. They passed a couple laws after you know in the last year. Year, yeah. Um, and 
some of the changes that they've put in place have been part of this whole dis- this whole yeah. discussion. So yep. like they moved, you know, immediately moved the investigation to another department. They, yep. you know, um, the police chief was, <laughs> well, the first of all, they had to fire, you know, yeah. It moved really fast. They yeah. put out the information right away. Yeah. Um, for this case, you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, so yeah. like when you, if yep. you compare it to a year yes. ago, yes. it's a whole different story. Yes. That it's another black man is still dead at the hands of police. Yes. Who didn't need to be. Right. And so like we need to deal with that, but yep. it's just, it's just not the same. Right. And I think, I think, um, I, I totally agree with you. Um, but I think that, for me, what what maybe my angle is here or my <laughs> yeah. whatever is that it it still points to a systemic failure of how we are doing police right policing um and and specifically like okay because then we have to talk about um race and policing right specifically as one of the big issues because then also recently hmm. um I don't even know how you say this guy's name but. A, a white uh, dude, sure. Luke Alvin Ochebrins. I don't sure. even know. Okay. Did you see this? Uh, this is the guy with the no mask at Menards. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So this dude, um, yep. <laughs> he was, ca- police were called to Menards after this guy attacked an employee with lumber because they were fighting about him having to wear a mask. Okay, first, what the first, heck? First, what the heck there? <laughs> then they find the guy in a nearby Walmart parking lot in his truck. There was a slow speed chase. I like how they pointed it out. Slow speed slow chase speed. in the parking lots. The officer like, then... Like white Bronco style? Yeah, like. <laughs> like in the parking lots. The officer then approaches, gets his head stuck in the dude's window. Oh, wow. I didn't see any of this. Yeah. Then the guy drags the officer oh, um, nice. at a higher speed, the article said. Um, he hit the officer in the head with a freaking hammer. He wasn't tased. He wasn't shot. Nothing yeah. happened yep. to him. And I I just feel like these cases happening a week apart, whatever, specifically, this is why people are pissed. Right. Like, this is why people are lashing out. And this is why you see so much anger. And I know we've talked about riots and you know, how to protest properly, whatever. But like this, this is the problem right here where you see this guy actually physically harmed a police officer and nothing happened Mm -hmm. to him physically, right? Like he walked away alive. He was arrested, but he was alive, right? Right. Um, And I just, yeah, I just felt like the timing of this was so perfect to have that juxtaposition of, this is this is what's wrong. This is what we're talking about. Is there is a problem here in how we treat people of color versus white people? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I call bull. I can't disagree. I mean, there's, <laughs> uh, there, there's no way to there's no way to disagree with that. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. One one thing that um, I did want to mention because I thought it was super interesting. Um, Back to Dante Wright, and there was talk about um, traffic stops and how how many traffic stops each year lead to death. Oh, sure. Which is kind of interesting to me, but there was some discussion about that as a meaning as a method of searching out people with higher offenses. It's kind of like stop and frisk, but yep. with vehicles and taillights, right? Ever, um, and traffic stops were the initial initial police encounter in 121 civilian deaths in 2020, which. I thought was super interesting. And so there's some conversation about like, let's 
stop doing that. Um, and some cities are actually considering, um, I feel like one city in California is already like talking about it at the council level, like considering we're just not going to do these minor traffic stops because we see how this escalates. I just think that's an interesting and I've never heard that conversation before. Yeah, I had never heard that before either, but it does. So I have talked and maybe this is one reason like, like it's the stop and frisk thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. it really is. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have talked to several, um, law enforcement professionals, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, who do talk about like, even if, even if they're not targeting specific people, Mm -hmm. right. About the crazy amount of stuff that they find Mm -hmm. when they pull people over for speeding. Yeah. When they pull people over for, you know, minor driving infractions, it's a pretty good percentage. Like they're going to find drugs. They're going to find guns. They're going to find trafficking. I mean, like they find all kinds of which. Okay, sidebar. Anytime that that happens, I'm always like, how dumb are you? Right. right. Like if you're going to have 100 pounds of marijuana in your trunk, which make we sure had something like that recently, yeah. like around here. It's yeah. like, A, don't speed. They yeah. got pulled over for speeding yep. Yep. on the interstate. Like what are you thinking? Anyway. Yeah. So like there is, is that a, a is that, is that a good tactic? Is it a good thing? I, I don't, you know, like, cause I get it. Like I understand like. Stop and frisk, that seems real bad. You can't just stop people on the street, but yeah. it's the same idea. It's the same kind of thing. And I think what is playing out in research on that is statistically we are pulling over far more black right. and brown people. Absolutely. And also statistics are fine, like out of LAPD specifically, um, finding that when you pull over people of color versus when you pull over white drivers, you're more likely to find crap on the white drivers that you pull over oh, than you are for the people of super interesting. Right. Um, but so, but yet we're still pulling over people of color more frequently. And so it, then it does turn into the stop and frisk being super racist, how that played out. Sure. Um, yeah. So it's just an inf- interesting conversation. I think, I mean, I've been pulled over for expired tabs multiple times. <laughs> so I know that it, at least in Minnesota, that it's, <laughs> they look at your tabs. Yeah. <laughs> they look at your tabs and that's like a thing that they pull over, but yeah. also, Tabs, that's a tax thing, okay? A tab, it's taxes. Yeah. The only reason you pay for taxes is that's partially how we fund our roads. Yeah. Maybe the police shouldn't have anything to do with your stupid yeah. expired taxes. Yeah. Tabs, like that's that a be tax the, enforcement yep. kind of mechanism. Nobody's pounding down my door wondering if I filed, you know, my... my right. At least the police aren't like, right. pulling me over. Yeah. Like, did you turn in your tax return? Yeah, you might get an angry letter from the IRS a year later. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. there is an enforcement arm for that, but right. like some of those things definitely I think are, should be on the table of like, we don't need to, yeah. and pulling people over because now if you have so much crap hanging from your window mirror. That it's dangerous. That it's dangerous. Yeah. Like, sure. No, but if but I have like, a parking pass I had that a parking I forgot to pull down. And yeah. I never, I'm never taking it off. No. Like, Mm-mm. cause I didn't, it didn't even occur to me. It and says right on it. Like you can't have it on it while driving, but like. There are Never many, take it off. many yeah. hundreds of thousands of Minnesotans that are just now finding out that air fresheners are exactly. not allowed on their thing. Yeah. So, so no. Anyway, I don't want to get yeah. carried away with that. But but <sighs> yes, the reality that it's not balanced. Yeah. It, it needs to be addressed. Yep. Um. So anyway. Yeah. And I just I I was looking at um some research was just put out. They've finished a five year study um through Yale University. 
um, looking at police, like death at the hands of police and, um, you know, different races and different situations and all kinds of stuff. And I think it's just, it's super interesting to me to look at some of that data, like where you have, you know, just over a third of the deaths at the hands of police are, um, white people mm-hmm. or white people are like 70% of the population, you know, yep. so it's super, um, kind of not cor- not, uh, equal, whatever proportional is the word I'm looking for. Um, and then, yeah, the ju- just like you have to see, you have to look at these incidents and be able to see it's not working well mm-hmm. if some people are having more disparate out- outcomes than others. Right. Um, if, if the system is not working the same for all of us, then there's something wrong. Um, and I, I really appreciated, we need to talk about <laughs> it. Them. It doesn't have to be the same for all of us, but it needs to be same for all all of us across the people, the board where people are breaking, if they're breaking the laws yeah. in equal proportions. Yeah. Right. So like, I don't want to like, cause that's a thing with conservative people is oh. like that. Well, I mean that, that, that liberals want equal outcomes. They want everybody to be, e- they want, when they say equal, we want everyone to be the same. Oh, right. Like, no, but no. just like if there are, if, that's that if whole like equality right. versus like the different size boxes. If yeah. 10% of the population, whether you're African American or white are drug offenders then you should be incarcerated at the same uh, roughly at the same rate that's basically what we're saying uh, r- proportional to the population right exactly yes. like anyway and and if you are uh, an african american drug dealer versus a white drug dealer you should have the same outcome right like yeah. if you are you know doing the same exact thing your your trial should be the same your conviction should be the same your sentence should be the same and it's at just le- not at least in the aggregate like that's the well, thing. Yes. No, I mean, like, right? People are like, "Oh, we can't just have it." No, like, just in the aggregate, that, yes. Because like, obviously, every circumstance will be different, right? But, but it's playing out yes. so incredibly disproportionately right. um, that, yeah, there's there's a whole lot of broken there. And so, I know that you have some things to say about the situation Do with I? Governor Walls. Oh yeah, I, well, <laughs> but I did really appreciate his statement after the verdict was read mm-hmm. where he said like this was you know a momentous day like this was the right thing to do whatever but this is the beginning like we actually have to yes. dig in now and do the work we all need to be a part of this like we need to bring about actual lasting change and that's you know hard work like he kind of acknowledged i felt like properly um that this is not the end yeah. um and and that we have a lot of work to actually start doing now so it was interesting and we discussed this a <laughs> little bit mm-hmm. yeah the he was getting a lot of grief um yeah. about his handling of this so um i just i was like maybe we should close not close off but tie off so like i think we both were in agreement on the verdict that we were pleased if you will Yes. That that's the way that was that, the right yeah. That, that it came out. Yes. Very pleased with how so far people have reacted to it. Yes. Generally speaking. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of gross out there. I'm not we're not even gonna get into the gross nope. right now. Nope. Um and also I wanna recognize that like even though I uh obviously I'm not supporting looting and rioting. Yep. Um also I have some beefs with the way people even do their protests. And we talked about that a little. Well, I mean, like, especially in the last week when they've been protesting the Dante Wright one, I think we were talking about a little bit, like they protest all day long and it's totally fine. Yeah. And then there's the curfew hits at 11 and then like, most of the people go most home. Most of the people go home, but yeah. there's 150 people who stay there and throw crap at police. And it's like, I have some issues there, but if I'm glad that, 
people are still pushing because this would not, I don't think that, so some people, we don't need to talk about Tucker Carlson, <laughs> are like, oh, they were intimidated into coming up yes. with this verdict. No, I'm sorry. If you listen to all the evidence, there was really only one way yep. you could do this. Yep. But if the pressure isn't there, it wouldn't have happened. Yep. Um, and so I think that needs to be recognized. Yeah. And I need to remind myself of that too, because sometimes I'm like, okay, just uh, oh, can we just have a week where we're not? Right. Yeah. No, no, we have to like if the if your feet aren't all of this is uncomfortable. Yeah, and it should be. And but like so if if the pressure isn't there, the the thing that we will all do because we're human is find the fastest way out of the uncomfortable oh, retreat. Yeah. So yeah. whether that's treating people differently or or pleading whatever it is ignoring it ignoring it so i'm happy for that so i just want to make i get that on the record and i just really appreciate um that and we talked about this last summer when it was initially happening like the protests and the marches and all of that and um how so many people who are not personally affected um let's just be flat out bold and blunt about it and like white people, right? right. Um, coming alongside, like we want to push on this too. Like how, you know, let's stand together and do this. I think that it's been encouraging to see that partnership still taking place. Taking place, And sure. so like we're, it wasn't just a, not to say that there weren't people that like read the book real quick and then walked away from it, right? Because that right. happens. Yep. And those people have been called out all year long. But I think that there is a sustained momentum there as well where white people are waking up to the fact or have been aware yep. that like we have to be a part of this change. Like we are a part of the problem, but also we have a louder voice. Like let's help. Let's work together. And I just I think that it's been encouraging to see that that's been sustained as well, um, that that there are many of those folks who did not just kind of drop off when it got boring. Like you said, like give me a week off, you know, yep. Um so, yeah, and I agree with you. And then, of course, I should probably mention, like, I understand that for many that will, that that's, that is an example of privilege right there. Yep, that, that I, you can walk that away. I can just, yeah. I can take that Oh, that's vacation. totally a privilege. Good for you. Well, I just want to know, just because I don't you like are aware. it, does it mean, um, You are aware. Yeah. That's a good step. Anyway, you're. No, I just, I think you're right that um, when you lose that momentum or when you let the pressure off, that is when nothing changes. Yeah. And so, this is what is necessary for things to actually change. Um, I appreciated, you know, Biden and Harris making statements about it and, you know, kind of pledging their commitment. Um, even our college. So I work for um, a state college and they put out several statements like here are resources available. Here's what we're doing. Um, here's if you want to talk to people about this, if you want, you know, like I think that people are making more of a sustained effort and I just I'm right. encouraged. I, I mean, Obviously, I'm still new. I'm new to the game. Oh, yeah. I'm new to the game. Yeah. Um, but it does seem, it feels different. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. it just feels different. We, You know, some progress has been made in legislation. Um, we have this Derek, I mean, this, I really appreciated, like you were saying, to almost all the people who were giving speeches, whether it was the family or the lawyers or, you know, you know organizers or whatever, acknowledging the momentous, you know, mm -hmm. step. Yeah. But also like, hey, we need to keep 
um, and not in like an angry way, but like at a, hey, we yeah. now we have a foot, here's a, we took the next step. We have yep. a foothold here. We need to keep moving yeah. forward. And it does just feel a little different. And honestly, I think um, more so than, um, you know, when, when we were looking at Ferguson, however many years ago, that's oh, like, yeah. I mean, it, maybe 10 years. It's 10, been a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, a long it, time, but not. Right. Yeah. Um, but it feels more hopeful for that like generational change right now. Yes. I I just feel like that fire is a little bit stronger. Um yeah. I mean, I can I don't know what it's like in everybody else's house, but like we've talked more about race yep. in my family mm-hmm. than I ever did in my entire upbringing. Yeah. And I'm not ragging on my parents. No. Like we were just talking about at the beginning, like we were part of that like colorblind generation. Yep. You know, the only thing we talked about was quotas. That was the yeah. only thing we ever talked about. Yeah. But like, and I agree, like, because yep. they get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much faster. Yep. Anyway. I so. think, I think that actually has been, um, I've seen some of that out there too, just articles in my, in my media feeds about how to talk to your kids about this. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so important. So like if you haven't done that, there are resources out there for you know how to talk to your kids about this trial or about, you know, these these incidents, whatever, all different kinds of angles. But just check out resources and um, have those conversations with your family. Yeah. So going back to Governor Walls, poor Governor Walls. So what I told you is that like. I just, if I ever meet the man. I know. It was so cute. I, I'm like, I, when I ask him if I can give him a hug. And po- you would actually do that. I would. Like, that's your, that's your thing. He, yeah. The man needs a hug. He really does. Like yeah. a lot of hugs. Yeah. Because there's, he, I think he's doing a very admirable job in an almost impossible situation. Both, both with like the pandemic oh, with and the with pandemic this all and together, with this all it's together been mixed so up. Sure. Um, it's been it's been interesting. So I don't know what part, of, what angle you want to attack. Thought, the- I just thought it was super interesting. So like the first thing that I saw, I had seen nothing about people being mad at him or whatever. Sure. The first thing that, that I saw was I'm glad Twitter's down because I can't like rail. Like it's oh. preventing me from railing on sure. Waltz. And I was like, what happened? I missed something. I didn't know Twitter was down. Yeah. I didn't know Twitter was down. I didn't know something was angry at him. But anyway, so there are um, a group of Democrats probably like, would you, I don't know. I'm further left than me. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Some progressive that, Democrats in Minnesota. I don't even know, I don't how, really to know how to categorize that. Categorize them, no. there's, there's a group of Democrats in Minnesota who were very angry at Waltz for the way that he responded um, and kind of felt like, too much of a military-ish yep. presence yep. for around this trial and around the protests um, after Dante, right? Is that kind of yep. what you... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the vibe because especially after the Dante <clears throat> Wright thing, yeah. they, they were already amped up for the trial. Yes. Right? So they had a whole... They had National Guard involved yes. and they had new fencing around. We had, yeah. we have They brought in officers um, from other states. Uh, yeah. Kristen, who was on the show, actually happened to be in the cities. I think we might have oh, even talked about that. Yeah. Did I ever tell you that? Like she mm-hmm. had, and like they were. Oh, crap. They were like t- <laughs> turned a corner like, why are all these Humvees everywhere? Yes. And like men in fatigues. Like it was in certain places. Yeah. It was serious downtown. And yep. then stores bordered. I mean, like yep. people were preparing. Yeah. And um, a lot of people so I think a couple of things. I think there was that, and then that coupled with the response to the Dante Wright killing and all yeah. these protests, which again, I I don't fault I don't fault him for overplaying. Walls, you Walls. Mean, yeah, sure. If you remember what happened last summer, where 
whatever it was, 1,100, 1,100 businesses were destroyed. Yeah. S- depending on who you ask, a billion to a billion and a half dollars worth of damage. Like mm-hmm. generational destruction. Yep. And they didn't act fast enough the first time around. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, they're so, the, I, I mean, like, what else did you expect them to do? Like, not take it seriously? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, I just, I think there was no win for him. There's no, no there was no way that he could win. No. That. If you didn't do enough. Yeah. And if you did too little and if, if you did it the wrong way, like, you should have used this instead of that. Like, I just, right. you can't win. Um, and also, you can't really know what to expect either. Like, no. You, yeah. So, you, you, you can't. Um, and so, we're, I think we really, at least for now, at least for now, really dodged a bullet, I guess. I don't know if that's the right, that's not the right way. That's a bad phrase. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, uh, you, yes. But you yes. get the idea. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, so my frustration is like, I'm like, so I see and hear it, all these Democrats now, like, basically coming at walls, tearing mm-hmm. them new ones, yeah. talking about, even like talking about challenges to them and, and all that. And, and again, there is, a place for keeping your leadership, whether they're on your team or not, yeah. accountable. Yep. Like if you don't think they're doing a right, good job or whatever, but it was, it was so heated and so, and it seemed to be gaining some steam that I was like, I'm, I'm looking at it going like, guys, yeah, like I, we don't want my pillow to be the right. governor. I'm like <laughs> next year, yeah. We don't have a clue what's gonna look like now. Yeah. Also, it's a long ways away, but like. Anyway, I just I felt for I, the guy because yeah. I feel that he is genuinely trying to do what he can. Yes. Um, and I list I didn't listen to his speech after the after the verdict, but I think maybe I think I told you I caught part of yeah. one later in the day. Yep. And he did a great job of really reiterating like this was the right step, but we also and just laying out facts of like here's all the ways that we you know police we can't hang it all on the police right. It's all the other things from mm-hmm. education to food to housing yes. to whatever. So many systems mm-hmm. that need to be addressed and we need to work on all of them at the same time. Yep. And I, and again, what I said to you is I recognize that I am a white guy in rural Minnesota. So what he said, I, it resonated with me and I was like, yeah, he's doing a great job. I'm not living in Brooklyn Center. Right. So I don't know. And I, I know that I don't know. Right. But it does sort of seem like... Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And I think also what I did see is that he acknowledged that there were some missteps in the initial reaction, like when members of the press were arrested, whatever. Like right. he he did acknowledge some of that too. Um, yeah. So And the what what really again, usually what it does is it's sort of like when my team is being dumb. What <laughs> pisses me off is when when protesters who are pro that have a legitimate protest. Yeah then start taking it out either on police in general or the National Guard. Mm. And there was so much vitriol thrown at them from certain pockets of people that were part of these protests, whether it was um, just verbal or or actual physical yeah. like attacks. Or if you saw, did you see the video where they were, the National Guard were in a union, basically they're like in a union building, like having a lunch break or something sure. like that. And the union people came and kicked him out. They're like, we don't want you here um, because you shouldn't be, you know, go home kind of thing. That was one of the times when Walls was like, guys, these, they are home. They're from, like, right. these are our neighbors. Yeah. 
Now, I, if again, I don't live in Brooklyn Center, so I don't know what it feels like to have the National Guard come and sort of take over my town, but like you're not winning any points here. So I'm like, what? you're and- just feeding the the other side say like see they're terribly unreasonable like yeah i i struggle with this because again i'm a white woman in rural minnesota i i don't share the same experience how many times are we going to say that? right like we need to just keep acknowledging we don't understand um but i just i don't know what the right play is because when you as people of color when you have lived at the hand of police violence for hundreds of years right like i mean then that kind of that kind of militarization or that escalation of aggression or force, whatever that that appearance, I can totally see how if that had been my experience, that would feel super aggressive to see. Now they have Humvees. Now they have military uniforms. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so good job I, you didn't say tanks. Good job. <laughs> well, I hope they didn't bring tanks. I oh. mean, I didn't look, but um, so you know, like I can I can see how that would make a person feel if that had been your experience with authority with, you know, I, I can see how that would feel aggressive and intimidating. I, okay. I can understand that. I don't, I don't know what a better answer was. Like you said, like, and we acknowledged before that not all of the destruction that happened downtown was at the hands of, you know, these people. So we acknowledge that, but, um, I, like you said, like how do you prevent that much destruction from happening? Like you have to. Yeah, that was. Uh, I just you can't win. There was one uh, video I saw on Twitter that was like, yes, more of that. Which was it was after, it was after curfew, so like it already you know technically you're breaking the law. Yeah. But um, it where some people were like the chain the fences were chained like together. Sure. And locked whatever around the Brooklyn center police station. And somebody was advocating for like cutting the bolts. Like let's cut, like let's cut these through (sighs) and protesters in that group shut them down and got them out. Like they're like, you can't like, you can't be here. Yes. More of that's great. More of that. Here's what, here's what I think. And, um, just off the cuff here, I did not type this out. So that's what happens. (laughs) But here's what I think that this, this all speaks to the relationship between the police and the community. Like Mm -hmm. if we don't foster trust in those relationships and, you know, that kind of, um, community interaction when it's not an altercation, like if we haven't established those, those relationships, then you have that fear and that threat of intimidation and you have that like we need violent tactics and whatever like I feel like we escalate Mm -hmm. because we don't have that relationship established do you know what I'm saying and so I think that speaks to the need to change how we do policing I'm not saying get rid of police altogether I'm not saying that (laughs) at all we've talked about that before but I just think we have to change the way that we interact in communities so that we can build trust and build relationships and actually try to understand the residents of those communities and what they've been through. Mm-hmm. And then we could interact without this, right. you know, military gear. Hmm. I, f- I feel like we have to go back to the root. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. One, one little note. Sure. Cause this came out today and I thought it was interesting. Attorney general Merrick Garland. Oh Yeah announced that the Department of Justice is going to investigate unlawful policing and whether there are patterns of excessive force in Minneapolis. Specifically mentioned um, this happening during protests and looking at that. And 
then I was like, well, the most recent shooting was right next door, so don't just look at Minneapolis. I don't know. No. But um, you got you got to limit the scope sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So I thought this was great and also like sad that we need, you know, the U.S. Attorney General to step in and whatever. But this is great. But then I was thinking, you know what? Honestly, we really should have this done. Like every state should have somebody coming in and looking at. Like an how, audit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just like, we need to see more about this. And then I was like, Hey, we need some comprehensive research. Oh wait, we already do that. Um, we just don't look at it or we just don't, you know, make recommendations because of data that's already out there. But anyway, I think this is a good thing. Yeah. Um, I I was encouraged to see that. I was a little annoyed. Like that it's necessary. No, that I'm like you today. Like this is the day. Oh oh, yes. The day that you're going to announce that. Like (laughs) the timing was not even. Yeah. Wait a week. Yeah. Like we just did the thing. Give it a minute. Mm-hmm. We did a thing. We 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 had a problem. They charged him. Yeah. We went through the process. Yeah. We got the correct, as I understand it. Yeah. Ver, you know, like just let us have this for a minute. Yeah. And then be like, okay, maybe we need to take a look. I mean, because I'm not opposed to having him come take a look at it, but it sort yeah. of was like, hey, come on, like. Yeah, we finally did one, right? right? We did one, right? And also, <laughs> like, why us? Because why us? Because because it's of us happening right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, no, but I I I agree. Like, and and there probably is. To be completely honest, like this is the problem with with we can't all be experts in everything. And so, like, for yeah. all I know, like there is these things that are happening all the time. And this is why it's always annoying. Anytime somebody comes in and tells you how to do your job, who's not been trained, yeah. hasn't spent twenty nine years yes. doing your job. Yes. It, but that all goes back down. It all like what you're talking about. It goes all goes back to trust. Yeah. Like if if we trust the people, then we're not going to be. If I know mo- Monday that morning you could, quarterbacking. Yeah, and if I if I know that you can pull me over for an expired tab, and I don't have any reason to fear you. Right. No problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but. Interestingly, because then I found this comprehensive study from Yale and I was oh, like, whoa, right. we do have comprehensive research. Um, but anyway, I think looking specifically at individual police departments and their use of force, whatever, I think that's good. And that's probably a part of creating policy for change going forward. Yeah. It's good. It's good. So <sighs> we're, yeah, so we so we continue on. That's, I mean, that's- we, And we just gonna, need to keep talking about it. We're going to keep talking about yeah. it and we're going to keep voting about it and we're going to keep, yeah. I mean, like it's all those, it's all those things mm-hmm. that, like put together. So, yeah. 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 All right. Great. Great. Should we try to wrap it up yes. with something nice? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, um. So I'll go first. You go first. Because it's kind of fitting. So I was trying to find a Minnesota nice story that kind of fit the weight of all the stuff this <laughs> week. <laughs> Um, it's just been really heavy. And so this little story seemed fitting and I just loved it. The world feels like it needs a giant hug right now. Um, socially distanced and with a mask on, whatever. (laughs) So Carlson's lovable llamas in Waconia, Minnesota. Waconia. Yeah. Sounds like Wachovia. Right? I know. Currently booked out two whole months in advance for people (laughs) wanting to come and hug a llama. Wow. I don't get the craze with llamas right now. That's not my jam. Hugging one Come seems on. gross. Um, they llamas just don't are seem adorable. like clean animals to me. Oh, no. I, I don't want to touch one. I want pictures of them. And they're kind like, of funny looking, they are but funny whatever. Looking. They don't seem clean. I don't want to hug one. But anyway, the pandemic apparently has brought a surge in the popularity of llamas. Hugging them is now a thing. 
Also, there are options where you can go early in the morning to wake them up. Oh. Uh-huh. And um, you can go and feed them at different places. So whatever your little heart needs, you can do this. Can you scoop up their poop? It is like probably <laughs> for an extra fee. Um, it's like borrowing an emotional support animal, which I knew you would love. I love it. Yeah. I um, love it. That you don't have to clean up after, really. So go along, um, hug a llama. Or here's my or. thing. If you just want to hug a cute puppy, come find me. <laughs> It's cleaner. Yep. It's cleaner. <laughs> I won't charge you. You're, you maybe will. Maybe after. No. No. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. And so your dog is a cute. It, it is cute. She's cute. She's a dog. But um, yes, Carlson's lovable llamas. Oh, that's if you really feel like, I feel like your daughters would really oh, appreciate would. that experience. I have some other family members who would be really into. The, there you go. Really so you can llamas. just make a trip in that's, two months. That's nice. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, mine is even though it snowed this morning. Yep. Just sort of is that summer is coming. So summer yeah. is coming. COVID is hopefully waning. Events are being planned. So yeah. I I am booked to run uh, Twin Cities Marathon this year, which is not until October. Wow. Okay. But like yeah. the fact that they had it is yep. like a big deal. Yep. So my sister and I are doing that. Aw. Yep. Yep. So um, for like a little anniversary thing. Good so we got that you. kind of stuff going on. And I, I caught an article on NPR that was just talking about how all across the country, but also in the state, park departments, rec departments are all like gearing up because they're going to have their stuff this year. This. Yeah. They're going to have the pools open. Swimming is going to be open. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen, like I've seen a lot of camp yeah. uh, advertisements yep. now. Mm-hmm. We've learned a lot of things. So I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of restrictions and yes. like different things but yep. like we've sort of it's just sort of i just feel hopeful yeah like we've learned a lot of things these are the things we can do safely mm-hmm. these are the things we can do to to mitigate um and it just makes me feel really good I, but in part of this article though was like the problem right now is they can't find staff yeah uh they only have like 50 percent of the staff as they normally do yeah and they're contributing it to a lot of things. One, just COVID in general. Two, because a lot of them are like high school kids, and they're like their their year has been so screwed up right. that like kids don't even know how to think right now. Yeah. Um. But totally so hopefully they that. fill it out. But yeah. summer's coming. It's going. Yeah. Summer is coming. It's coming. It is coming. As the snowflakes were falling today. As the snowflakes fell today. <laughs> I was reminding myself, yes, but it's not far. It's gonna happen. And I also I just love like you said like they're figuring out how to do it and they're doing it safely whatever. I specifically love and appreciate that in Minnesota that like they are making sure that places are doing that safely like sure. camps that are opening whatever. Yep. Like you do have protocols to follow yeah. and I know that that just makes me a person who likes laws um and rules. <laughs> Sorry. Rules. But it just makes me feel a lot more comfortable like yeah, yeah. I'm going to send my kids to camp or I'm going to get on an airplane because because we have these rules. These rules in place, and we know that they're keeping us safer. So I just appreciate that. And I am so freaking excited for summer. Yes. That's my jam. Yes. Yeah. Warm and water oh, outside. All the, th- mm-hmm. all the things. It's great. Yeah. It's it really is. nice. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Flyover Logic. This is Mike and Tammy saying that even if you don't have time to land here, we're glad you found time to listen. <laughs>